0: I don't write the sermon. God writes the sermon. I mean, I can feel it sometimes while I'm writing. I can feel it in my arm. Someone's holding my arm while I'm writing, right? And I feel when I go up there and I start preaching, the Holy Spirit is gonna come out of me. And that, that ain't gonna be me up there preaching. It is, but you know, it's not gonna be me.
1: Welcome to Generation Loss. It's me, Bryn, your friend. (laughs) And also, Jeremy Hammond.
0: What's going on, everybody? (laughs) Welcome to the show. It's the show about movies. That's the one. (laughs) And this week, we are joined by a very special guest. They are one half of the uh, only YouTube channel that I ever would recommend watching. (laughs) K from K and Skittles.
2: <laughs> That's Hi, right.
0: Wow, that is high praise. Uh, <laughs> We've said it multiple times the on only, the show the now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sort of a running gag now. The, the only I mean, it's, good it's YouTube bold, channel.
3: It's bold to admit to even going on to the website YouTube.com. So mm-hmm. I, I respect the the bravery, and that is bravery. You it's know?
1: mostly what I watch, actually. Really? Yeah, YouTube
3: yeah that's generally well,
1: what i watch <laughs> it's you know
3: youtube videos are kind of like little movies you know <laughs> exactly yeah,
0: absolutely that's the philosophy awesome. of this uh of this podcast the if there is one philosophy of this podcast <laughs> uh it is that everything that is a moving image is a movie yeah Whoa. that's why
1: we've done things like don't hug me i'm scared
0: and um, nothing else really i think that's the only <laughs> time we ever no. broke the uh no
1: we've done weirder things too i'll have to think about it though but anyway um, Okay, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, of
0: course. Um, I'm sorry that we couldn't arrange for Skittles to be here as well. Well, she's asleep right now. It's past her bedtime. No,
1: Skittles is a a non-human entity, right? (laughs) (laughs) Makes it
0: sound like she's a fucking alien, or like a figment of your imagination, or like
2: that's that'd be fucked
0: up. Yeah, second character that you just play.
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Skittles, Skittles is my pet ferret. She That's just kind of right. hangs out. Yeah.
1: Just making sure that yeah. that was I had a real understanding of who Skittles was. <laughs> It'd be
3: fucked um, up uh, if there was a person named Skittles. That's not a human right, name. That's yeah. something you name a ridiculous small creature because but, you're a dickhead. You know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no name shaming. No name shaming. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah. You, could,
0: you could be called Skittles. could Be
3: called if, if
1: you're listening
0: and you're called Skittles. I'm sorry. Don't listen to yeah, me. Yeah, it apologies doesn't matter to, what the, to the folks named Skittles out yeah. there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, speaking of YouTube, um, I like my recommends have gotten like all fucked up this week because of um uh the movie that we're going to talk about later Jesus camp i ended up like looking into the the woman's uh youtube channel and i just like watched a ton <laughs> oh. of her vi- her videos now yeah. uh everything is like uh like i'll watch like a skate video and it recommends for me um
1: like Ch- not
0: charlie kirk but uh charlie
1: charlie Dennis like Prager
0: a, It's not Dennis Prager It's like a, it's, it's one of those like hard right guys and he's, uh, Steven Crowder. Like a- Maybe it was Steven Crowder, actually. But he was doing a live stream after uh, the RNC, and he's just like, guys, the Republicans are winning. I'm looking at the (laughs) polls, and you wouldn't believe it. I think Donald Trump is going to win the youth vote in 48 states. He's going to lose in New York and California, but that's only through fraud. (laughs) Cool. Very good. (laughs) Absolutely insane. I love YouTube.com. Anyway, Kay, uh, usually the first half of the show, we like to talk about... um, what uh, other movies you've been watching. So what did you watch this week?
3: Uh, Well, I watched uh, a few things this week. Um, Just yesterday, I uh, rewatched Children of Men for the first time since I was a Ah. teenager. Mm. Um and something I missed when I was, you know, just a little baby, uh is that there's a lot of communists <laughs> in that movie.
1: That's correct. <laughs> yeah. What is the what is the premise of Children of Men? Children of Men is a movie where for the past 18 years a new baby has not been born. Okay. And so yeah. because of this, I mean, along with it seems like capital in general just collapsing in on itself, um the world is sort of in fascist mode um where everybody's being it it honestly is very prescient to right now <laughs> people yeah. just being herded into like gates and stuff um and then Clive Owen finds out that there is a new baby that has been born and is trying to take it to a renegade um group of people who Who
0: is Clive Owen in this?
1: okay um
3: he's and he's an he's a cynical ex-communist that's right uh and he gets shit from his communist buddies for giving up on it and um i think it's implied that he like started working for some big corporation or
0: something i don't know he's talking about how he made a bunch of money why does he have access to this baby is what i'm wondering
3: so the communists have the baby and he's like buddies with uh one of them Mm -hmm. um and so they they bring him into it to to help them get the baby out of the country, and then they're helped along the way by some other communists. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone who's a good guy in this is, is is somewhere in on the left. I've noticed, like uh, interesting. Michael yeah, Caine is like revolutionaries. Yeah, yeah. Like Michael Caine is is something. He's like a weird hippie guy, but he's definitely
1: he <laughs> yeah, uses the language.
3: Cough. What's that?
1: That he that's he has a strain of weed called Strawberry Cough in that movie, and he's got long hair, and he's like, gotta smoke this Michael weed. Michael
0: Caine? Yeah, it, <laughs> rules. Yeah, yeah. it <laughs> rules. Wait, have you
1: not seen R- Children I, of Men? No. Oh my <laughs> That's god. That's why I well, asked
0: what the premise is. <laughs> we
1: are watching this movie, like, next episode.
0: It's really good. <laughs> like, I love it. It's a great movie.
1: Yeah. Um, um,
0: Alfonso Cuaron. What else did this guy make?
1: Prisoner of Azkaban.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Gravity and, um... Roma, Roma. I liked Roma a lot.
1: Yeah, it's good. Itumama Tambian is really good. I like
0: Itu mama Tambien.
1: Um, he's a great. He he's great when he wants to okay, be. Okay,
0: I like this guy. Yeah, I'll watch this movie. You should definitely. Yeah, we, watch we forgive this movie. And him for his Harry Prisoner of Azkaban is the Potter only shit. good one, right? That's, that's the only correct. good Harry Potter. Number it's three. the closest to good that any of those get. So yeah, yeah, that's what I really should say. Yeah, it's the closest.
1: <laughs> 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 I really like number seven. But Which was number seven? It's the one where they're just like in the woods running away. Oh, with like, like camping? The whole movie, yeah. It's just a camping <laughs> movie.
0: Is it like the first half of the end though?
1: That's right. It's the first half. Yeah. Okay. Before yeah. the dumb like we all get together everybody and everybody dies
0: because the- yeah. that's how you end a story. You know, it's not it's not epic unless half the characters die. Exactly. Yeah. It's so funny too in the movie because I know in the books it's like really meaningful when everybody dies or whatever because you've like grown to love them over the course of like a decade of books or whatever. (laughs) But like in the movies, we barely know Ron Weasley's brothers. And so when one of them dies, you're just like, all right.
1: Yeah. And then they (laughs) come. One of
0: those glorified extras died.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The big double Weasley. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Is it even the same actor as from the beginning? I don't know.
1: (laughs) Who knows?
0: I'm not sure. I'd never noticed when they switched out fucking Dumbledore at some point. I mm. don't know. Did not notice that until like years later when like I saw <laughs> a meme about it. Yeah, he's all
3: beard. You can't. I don't. Whatever. Yeah,
0: exactly. He's all beard. You can't. Who's to who? Who could hold somebody to that kind of standard? You know. Yeah. That's yeah. what I want to know. Anyway, exactly. so children of men. Is it like it's it's a good movie though? It's really good. Like for me personally, it's like top ten.
3: Mm-hmm. Like it's good fucking movie. I like it a lot.
1: Yeah, I'd say it's up there. Yeah. So what, did you notice anything? Did anything stand out to you this time around? Um. Well, this
3: time I watched it after having like lived in the UK because I had hadn't been here when I first watched it. Um, oh, wait. Well, mm-hmm. where are you from? I'm from Canada originally. Um, okay. But I've, I've lived in the UK, UK like my my whole adult life. Oh. Um, but there, there was a lot of sort of uh, uh British specific shit. Um, like, uh, around the time that the movie came out, there was, uh, there were big cattle culls in the UK because there was a, I forget what it was called. There was some kind of cattle disease.
0: Is it like mad cow or something? Yeah, they call it something different. I don't know M- if
1: <laughs> I'm Oh my sure. god,
0: wait, is mad cow... Is it like, like, would it be not... Right. <laughs> would it be not okay to say mad cow now because mad is like a...
1: You can't not, really, like... not in Britain. It's totally normal to call people mad in Britain.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of things it's okay to call people in Britain that uh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like, it's, even still though it's like even in Britain it's like it's not exactly like polite to call somebody mad, right?
3: Um. I don't know. I don't think it's
0: that big a deal. Um, okay. Although I, I don't know. I, I live in a. I live in
3: in, in like the northwest where it's you, you call people all sorts of shit. I don't know.
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> it, Sorry. It, it varies. <laughs> <laughs> so c- continue. So you, you British specific stuff. Cow calling.
3: Yeah. So that that was happening when this came out, and um, there's a lot of scenes in the sort of bat, just in the background of scenes. There'll be like piles of burning fucking cattle. Mm-hmm. And when I first watched it, I just, I had no context for that. I was just like, okay, just this world's fucked up, <laughs> They're burning right. all the cows. But that was like Seems actually, weird. A, yeah, but it was a topical thing that was like in, in people's minds and stuff here. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, uh, it, it's weird because it's a British movie, but with kind of American money behind it. So it doesn't look like shit and it's like, right. you know, internationally yeah. popular, but there is a lot of sort of UK specific stuff. And then just just the way everyone talks and stuff, I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I gotta watch that, man. Yeah, we'll watch I, it. For... I like all this guy's movies. I probably will really enjoy this.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll put it on the list. We're definitely gonna do an episode, because I was I was putting it on, I was doing the list last night, and mm-hmm. I was like, I want to put Children of Men on here. I think I actually may have, but the fact that you didn't have never even seen it, we're we're never watching this. Um, so I don't want to seen s-
0: anything though.
3: <laughs> Fuck, I wish I'd come on for that one because the thing we watched for this episode was a nightmare.
0: We'll have you back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Come back. All right, What do we do?
0: do Some sort of special show you only do once? No. (laughs) We're
1: actually booked up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This show that never has guests, we're booked up.
1: (laughs) We've had more guests. But yeah, uh, Children of Men, when I saw Children of Men in 2006, when it came out, um i it completely blew me away that was one of the one of the i i specifically remember there's a scene at the end of the film where like i was watching it and then realized that i was crying after it was over like it wasn't you know when you get choked up
0: Mm -hmm. yeah in a
1: movie it was like that but i didn't notice because i was so intense Um, right it's an incredible feeling of like
0: um like the last drop in a bucket, you know, like when like a bucket is like just at the top of as much water as could fit in it, yeah, you know? yeah. And they put one more, and it just all starts to fall over. It feels like that with tears, where like the tears have like just reached like right up to here, and then like something happens, you're just like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> there's a little push, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was
1: like I didn't realize that until like after the scene was over, and I was right, like, oh right. shit, I, it was very incredible. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a crazy movie. It technically. One of the most intense movies i've ever seen and like it's weird that they were that that he was allowed to make the movie especially in retrospect um because of how how subversive it is i think yeah Um, i
3: i was shocked to see like imagery of like lenin and stuff and like the russian mm -hmm. communist house and shit. like in 2006 it's like that wasn't allowed you know (laughs)
1: yeah
0: it felt (laughs) very subversive this is kind of the peak of um, Clive Owen's career, right? Yes, I yeah, mean yes. this is kind of like real, like hard to book Clive.
1: <laughs> the only thing I really remember him from about this point was like he was the driver in those BMW short films. Yeah, the Guy that? Ritchie ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then he was also in like Shoot 'Em Up. I think around the same year. Yeah, Where he's was in that?
0: Sin City. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, he is. I guess he's in the Born Identity. Is oh, he? Wow, There's <laughs> somebody in it. Yeah. What happened to Clive
1: uh, Owen? Is he okay?
0: <laughs> he's just—he's probably just aged out of being like an action guy. I think but he's, but he's just not English. quite old enough to be like a Liam Neeson action guy. Right. Oh yeah, he's gonna make a comeback in a bit. Yeah, maybe. he's gonna do a—he'll do a second a second act.
1: So weird that Liam Neeson has ever become an action guy.
0: Unreal. It's it's <laughs> the biggest mystery to me. I do not understand. Absolutely
1: like, unbelievable in every like, way. It's
0: like England is just like <laughs> gaslighting us on what an action star is supposed to be. <laughs> it feels like it's my whole life, every English action star. I'm like, that's that's the guy. <laughs> That's your guy? Like even like Statham, who is like objectively a scary, like yeah. intense dude. Even him, you're just like, yeah, but you're like bald. Like that doesn't you can't do that.
1: <laughs> bald, get out. Bald. You're, you're in
0: movies. You can't be bald in
1: movies. You can't <laughs> be bald in <laughs> Unless you're like already there. I feel like the only exception to that is Bruce Willis.
0: What about the Bruce Rock? Willis?
3: Huh? Dwayne Johnson, right? The Rock, he's been bald for fucking ever, hasn't he?
0: Is he? I guess. No, so. he's got like uh No. <laughs>
3: he's, been, he's he's a, he's got a smooth he's small, little head
0: of Rooney.
1: Hang on,
0: hang on. <laughs> he's kinda of bald. Wow, I thi- what? I, I thought he had hair. <laughs> like every picture of him it's like a shaved head. But yeah. in my like in my mind's eye, he has like hair on top of his head. <laughs> when he was a
1: wrestler, he has hair.
0: Yeah, I guess that's when I really know him from. Well, I mean, we all when we think of The Rock, we all
3: think of his hit film *Scorpion King*, in which of he <laughs> luxurious long hair. So of course, right. yeah. Um, what a weird, career. weird career. Yeah. yeah, I think that dude will guy. just take
0: any role. I don't think he gives a shit. I respect. Yeah, it. respect. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> respect to that man. It's like um, that's what Eric Roberts is like too. Um, Who's that? You know, Julia Roberts' brother. Um, no, <laughs> he's. You'll, th- if you see a picture of him, you'll you'll recognize him from just little bit parts. Yeah, but he um is in so much <laughs> shit. Like, look at his fucking. Um, so just Google him, and then like look at his filmography. Just the sheer like number of films on there is insane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see if I recognize I'm looking him. Twenty nineteen,
0: oh, yeah. he has one, two, three, four. He has yeah. got to be like 30 movies that he was in in 2019. Oh, my God. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> he will show up for anything. <laughs> he was in The Dark Knight. Who
3: the fuck was he in that? Yeah, he's
0: the guy who um, Batman holds him over the, the fire escape. And he's like, as a professional, you know, uh, <laughs> I would in full from the, uh, the, 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 the I wouldn't die if I fell and he's like oh, we'll see <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's that guy but Man. he's like in a million things exactly in that sort of role where you're just like wait who <laughs> oh
3: my god this guy gets so much fucking work yeah. it's insane. It's he just crazy. won't turn anything
0: down if they validate parking he is in the movie <laughs> like that's just who Eric Roberts is
1: yeah, he's and in I Hollywood learned Dreams. this
0: I learned this because he's the voice of the cat in A Talking Cat
1: Oh my God, he yeah. is!
0: Uh huh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I like looked it up, and I was just like, I was like, who the fuck is this guy that like couldn't be on set because in the movie <laughs> he, um, his voice sounds like he's literally on a cell phone. Yeah, like it sounds like he just called in and left a voicemail with all his line reads. <laughs> and I was like, who's this guy who's too busy to be in this movie? And it's, it's Julie Roberts's hard-working-ass brother.
1: He was in like a... Oh, my God. He was in like literally 20 movies in 2014.
0: Yeah, I'm not even kidding when I say like he's in like 20 to 30 movies a year. Yeah. <laughs> he has he so many things. things in, in, yeah. Oh, wow. Dude, the best part is that maybe 10% of these have a click-through.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> like all black.
0: Maybe 10% on Wikipedia <laughs> you can click through and actually see something about them. Erdogan oh oh, is man. an absolute king of industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, he's in the Honestly, Human Centipede Three.
1: Dwayne Johnson has nothing on this person. Yeah, in terms of amount of work he gets done. Which <laughs> one is
0: Human Centipede Three? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um, because okay, I know two? watch that shit. Well, they did like a weird, fun thing with it, right? Because Three the first the one. one- is the scientist who makes the human centipede. The second one is the guy who is like inspired by the movie to do human centipede in real life.
1: Yeah, that's the one where he has a uh, where the they crush a baby's skull under a a a gas pedal.
0: In the second one? Yeah. Yeah. And then what's the third one?
1: It's like a huge it's like a huge like hundred person centipede
0: hell yes going for the like Guinness <laughs> world record for longest human centipede
1: <laughs> yeah it's like a cult that has like been inspired by both of the previous two people and they're like uh-huh. trying to trying to get like the longest human centipede ever
0: that's so funny it's- and they're like <laughs> and what do they believe that there's like uh there's like a sp- they're like uh the tr- was it not tree of life the um the Heaven's ones Gate? who were in the Reebok suits who, uh, yeah. And there Heaven's was like Gate. the alien that was flying by. Yeah, yeah Heaven's Gate. Uh, and so they believe that if they become the longest human centipede, then they will have that they'll, length in yeah. heaven. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they'll get on the <laughs> Haley Bobcom. <Yeah. laughs> That'll be the tail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well,
3: maybe, uh, maybe it's for charity. Maybe it's like a Hands Across America kind of thing.
1: Yeah. They're trying to get enough of a human centipede to reach across the Pacific or the Atlantic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: boy. Okay. Well, so,
1: Jeremy, what did you watch this week?
0: Um, well, I rewatched a movie this week that we have talked about on the show before. But incidentally, uh, Kay, you kind of... So, you came on my radar initially, uh, your YouTube channel... From your video about the movie Us, oh cool! And then Bryn kind of started to to get into your channel around your video about um, Midsommar. What is it, Midsommar? And mm. uh, it just coincidentally, I happened to rewatch um, Hereditary this week. Oh, oh. which Which um, you know, not one of those two movies, but it is Ari Aster. It's anyway, Ari Aster. um, I yeah, I rewatched that with my wife because she had never seen it. Uh, I watched it like oh, late at night one alone? night when she was asleep. Um, yeah, I watched it alone at like one in the morning. <laughs> and That's I feel the like ideal I d- time. I feel like I did say when we talked about it on the show, the first time I watched it, I did say like, I recommend it highly, but do not watch it like late at night. It's so scary. <laughs> it's so fucking scary. And we, we rewatched it and it was like 10 o'clock when we started it and like, you know, my wife is now very pregnant and, like, stress is just, like, not great <laughs> for, like, just her health in general. And, like, we're halfway through it and we're just like, I don't know if we should be watching that.
1: <laughs> is this going to be okay for the baby?
0: <laughs> no, get her watching horror movies. The kid will come out of goth. It'll be great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah dude. It, it What a movie, though. I mean, it is just such an achievement for, like, a first feature-length movie incredible unreal how good the movie is. it held up so much i only just watched it for the first time like a couple months ago <laughs> like you'd think like all these scares would be like usually when you rewatch a horror movie too soon like nothing you know scares you in it, and you're just like oh this is the part where you know where drew barrymore gets stabbed you know <laughs> yeah. it's always like you just know what's gonna happen and and it I knew it was gonna happen. I knew every part before it came, but it was still just like fucked up, man. Yeah, <laughs> what a movie.
1: Okay, <laughs> you've seen that movie,
0: Hereditary? Oh yeah. Th- some things
3: in it I have a hard time with, like uh, in
1: terms of like watching, like it like it disturbs you.
3: It, well, sort of in terms of tone. Hmm. Um. Like I always. There's some things in the final sequence that i that I think are kind of funny for me uh, horror and comedy really are like there's a very thin thin line between sure. them. yeah of course yeah which I think is why Jordan Peele is has been awesome fucking director mm-hmm. Um but um, th- there's some things like uh, the, the the mother like flying around and like crawling on the ceiling and shit. Yeah. Like, it, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was really funny, um, which probably wasn't the intention, but it, <laughs> it, it does create this very emotionally confused sort of uh, uh, experience through the whole thing uh, leading up to the guy getting, you know, crowned fucking Satan. Satan or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pay- payman.
1: Payman, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I Satan. agree
0: with you. The, I think... Th- It's it's a problem of the more you show something, the less scary it is, because Mm. it's like um, this is something I talked about around the invisible man, where the more you see the invisible man fight people, the funnier it is. (laughs) Like The first few times you see it, you're like, holy shit, this is crazy. She's getting fucked up by an invisible man. And yeah. it's like really scary and effective. But then when you show longer fight sequences and like show him do more stuff, you're like, eh, it's kind of funny now. It's just like a fun effect <laughs> you're doing. And yeah. it's kind of the same way with like the mother crawling on the wall. The first time you see her is just like out of the corner of the frame. You barely see her for even a second. You just see her crawl across the wall and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, it's disturbing in the same way that like that scene where he's like raising his hand and like his his face is all fucked up and whatever. It's disturbing in the same way where you're just like, this is just not what bodies are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. there's nothing inherently, like if somebody was just doing that face at you, you wouldn't be scared. But it's like, because of the context of it where it just like flips to it instantly, you're just like, that's not good. Whatever yeah, it is yeah. that's happening, it's like, it's hitting you on a very animal level where you're just like, something broke not yeah. good <laughs> yeah, it seems
1: wrong uh but
0: yeah the first time you see her crawl across the wall it's fucked and then you see her like floating in the ceiling cutting her head off and you're just like all right this is like a haunted house effect
3: <laughs> yeah it's just like 10 percent too much and it, it kind of goes over that edge into, mm-hmm. into well, kind of humorous
1: having having been a fan of ariaster before that movie i feel like That tone is kind of on is definitely on purpose. (laughs) Like I feel like he he likes to sort of push things to a point where you're not sure if you're supposed to be laughing a a little bit at it, Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's actually pitch perfect in that way. Um, uh, I don't know. I think that movie. It's funny because right after that movie, people were like, "Wow, I can't wait to see what happens!" And then he like really just delivered again. and I think that one-two punch of Hereditary and Midsummer has like be- made him uh, a critical and like a critical darling and also like have a really rabid fan base.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which, he, he can do whatever he wants. at Oh, this yeah. Point. Oh,
1: yeah. Right. Which which is so funny, because that means he's like to a certain kind of Internet user, he's just like a punching bag. you know what I mean like people are just like fuck Ari Aster and it's like why (laughs) and they're like those movies weren't that good and it's like well no movies are gonna be good enough for you to like think that the rabid fan base is justified yeah of course like they're really good movies and like the people who are like weird naysayers about him are so funny to me
0: yeah I think the thing that's fascinating about him watching you know hereditary again is like it's such a weird movie to to pitch, to think about, like, how he actually sold that movie on the strength of, like, there's something, the strange thing about the Johnsons or whatever it's called.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, he had other shorts.
0: <laughs> sure, but I mean, like, the, th- I assume him. they're not that different from the Johnsons, right? Like, it's... Not really. <laughs> a, he makes weird, <laughs> fucked up movies, and, like, the, to think that he was able to go into some, you know, office and be like, listen, here's the idea, okay... It's uh, it's a satanic cult used as a metaphor for like a fucked up family that passes down trauma from one to the next generation. And uh, in the end, it actually is literally the cult. It wasn't a metaphor at all. Yeah. It actually just happened. Uh, anyway, <laughs> here's my movie about a son raping his dad uh, just as a proof of concept for yeah. you.
1: <laughs> this is what I can do if you want a little taste. <laughs> They're just like, Jesus. Yeah, you want to see a little
0: technical teaser. <laughs> I, I would assume Here's I... a mother turning up the volume on her TV to drown out the sound.
1: <laughs> <laughs> of the father being raped. Um, yeah, I think, but I think he was just grinding so hard for like a full decade, making movies like that, that mm-hmm. like, I think I would imagine probably at a certain point you just sort of get to know people and like, right. A- A24 was probably like, you got any scripts? And they, he was like, yeah. And then, yeah. Um, but so I, I think he really put in the time and that's what, that, that's what's frustrating or like a little bit sad, <laughs> um, for me when people like, like talk shit on him, like he's just like some wonderkind guy who like, you know, just, was courted into indie darlingship uh, because he really seemed like he was like he graduated college and then just straight up tried to make short films that were insane for 10 years (laughs) and like no one cared for so long and then finally he gets a little break and people are like fuck you man (laughs) how dare you be so good (laughs) after coning your craft for 10 years
0: yeah, I mean, I guess there's always going to be the fuck you people, right? Uh,
1: yeah, it it's just how it's going to It doesn't really be. matter who
0: you are. <laughs> there's always going to be someone who's like, fuck you.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. And it sure doesn't seem like he gives a shit. No. Like I'm sure there were fuck you people after Hereditary and it sure didn't stop him from making almost the same movie but better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's a funny interview of him uh, talking about Midsommar and then being like, "You know, it's weird that it's the same movie." And he's like, "I know. I feel really bad and I didn't know until I had finished editing it." <laughs> <laughs>
3: That, though i like when the director clearly has like ideas they're they're working out you know mm-hmm. and like you well, see it throughout their work
1: right because he was talking about like how he read he wrote like five screenplays like all at the same time like he was going through the same stuff like yeah. a breakup and a, and grieving at the same time mm-hmm. um and he wrote those basically like in the same year and uh when he finally got to make them he's like oh i'll do midsummer next because I want to get this one out. And then right. he realized, like, <laughs> like they're like, yeah, it's the same ending. He's like, yeah, it's the same movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny to think of J.J. Abrams having that exact feeling at the end of Star Wars.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so like, they're in the screening
0: room. Uh, it's like that that uh, that cut of George Lucas watching the Phantom Menace of all those people for the first time, and they all just look like they're uncomfortable and want to leave. Yeah. It's like that, but then somebody just turns to J.J., and they're like... So it's, like, pretty similar to, like, the original movie. He's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah. What? What, do you, what do you
1: mean? What it's do you mean? It's not really the same. It's a different. It's a chick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're yeah, different. Come on.
1: <laughs> just bargaining with them. <laughs> <laughs> and Aww. then just... Yeah, driving home and doing the fucking, like, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman from Boogie Nights shit, where he's like, stupid
2: idiot. You idiot. You fucking idiot. Of course people are going to (laughs) notice.
3: It's another fucking Death Star.
1: (laughs) What was I thinking, you fucking
3: idiot? A planet's not that different than a planet-sized space station.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, boy. I hope he feels that kind of pain all, every day. <laughs> yeah.
0: How embarrassing for yeah.
1: him. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We, let's get into the movie.
0: Yeah, the real movie.
1: All right. So this week we watched a movie from 2006 called Jesus Camp, directed by Heidi Ewing and Rachel Grady. Um, this movie is a documentary. Um, if you haven't, this movie was a real big deal at the time. If I it recall was, correctly. yeah, this
0: really—I mean, this this was like a a, a darling of the uh, uh, festival
1: circuit, the critical darling. It was, yeah, a, like it was a big liberals deal.
0: in this country, like really popped off for this one. Oh
1: yeah, big time, and, and I mean for for good reason, I think. Especially rewatching it now, yeah, there was a. I, I didn't there was stuff in this movie that I didn't even really pick up on. Um but but just um just so you know, if you haven't heard of this movie, this is a movie um that is a documentary about basically a single camp uh in what is it? Kansas City, Missouri?
0: Uh not Kansas City, but like in they're in just like rural Missouri.
1: Rural Missouri. Um and uh, basically, it's one of those fundamentalist Christian camps. Um, and they teach them about Jesus, and they teach them about the Lord, and they teach them about how George Bush is uh, appointed by the God. <laughs> yeah, all <laughs> uh, true, all true. Yeah, all true stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's really, it's just a documentary about kids going to this camp. Um, it's hard to really talk about its its synopsis because... It sort of just interviews all of these people and then shows them doing what they do.
0: Yeah, just kind of like slice of life sort of thing, it really feels like at times. Yeah. And then it's kind of grounded by this like radio host that we kind of keep checking in on. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Also, just as a correction, uh, the kids are all from uh, rural Missouri, but the camp itself is in North Dakota.
1: Oh, right, right, right. It's in a different Um, state.
0: And so... Kay, uh, when we had talked, um, I had presented you a couple of movies that we had had coming up. Yeah. And you specifically tuned into this one. Um, had you ever seen this before? No. No, I'd never seen it before. I was vaguely aware of, of what it was about. And I thought, mm-hmm. you know,
3: there might be a lot of meat on it
0: to, to talk about. Uh, yeah. And I think there is. And you had, like, just some experience generally with, like, fundamentalists. Christian life well
3: it, it was different. It wasn't this so it was Canadian. <laughs> uh-huh. They weren't evangelicals. They were right. just like weird. So <laughs> So I grew up in a very rural part of Canada um, uh, in, in a village that was sort of like surrounded by reservation land. So it was like a lot of natives there mm-hmm. um, But there was a small island uh you could only get there by boat obviously um a uh, 20 minute boat ride from from the little town village thing i lived in um and on that island was what i can only describe as a commune with about 20 people there all mm-hmm. white notably uh who were all christians and on that island commune was the only summer camp for miles and miles around. So we all went to it. Uh, you know, a lot of my friends were not religious. I wasn't religious, but we all went to it because that mm-hmm. was the only fucking thing to do in summer other than, you know, try to find bears or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> like just, you know, out in the country, this fuck all. So we all went to this summer camp, and um I, I would say that. The, there was certainly some of the rhetoric in Jesus Camp was familiar, but certainly none of the more political stuff. Like, mm-hmm. they definitely weren't there being like, yeah, fucking Stephen Harper is appointed by God. I, I think he was Prime Minister at the time, or maybe not. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, a, a lot of the rhetoric about how, you know, sort of the world out there is 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 filthy and will tempt you and, and stuff like that, which... In Jesus Camp, you know, that's really contextualized in a political way that makes it come off as especially nefarious. But, right. uh, you know, sure. the, yeah, these people, though, again, it wasn't that intense. And, like, I know that the kid of one of the people uh, turned out to be gay. And as far as I know, like, they didn't disown him or anything. So, like, mm-hmm. probably, you know, probably a lot of the people we saw in this movie would have disowned their kid in that situation. So, like... It's all right, but uh, I went to school with a couple of their kids, so I'm, you know, I keep in a little bit of contact with them, but they all grew up to go and do fucking missionary work. Okay. Which really? is horrible. Um, <laughs> and it kind of, is something that didn't really click until a little little older. It's like, oh, there's like a little fucking Christian commune of white people, like, uh, next to native land. Like, right. that's what they're doing here. Um, yeah, kind of their own little Midsummer sort of scenario.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it,
3: honestly, Midsummer really, really gave me those sorts of vibes. Because, mm. yeah, you just go there, and there's just a bunch of, like, nice, weird white people and fields. And <laughs> that's it. Um, but I was talking to one of those guys before they went off. Um, I don't remember where. Somewhere in Southeast Asia to do fucking missionary work. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was never going to talk out of it, so I was trying to, like, play up the other bits of it. I was like, you know, are you going there to, like, do something? Are you going there to, like, to try to, like, help in, like, some impoverished communities or something there? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they kind of do that as a front for religious colonization, so they, you know hey, you could actually materially help some people. That would be worth your time there. And he was he was always like, yeah, yeah, but really it's the God thing. You know, he was always sort of going back <laughs> right. to it. And I was like, fucking, all right. Yeah, you're going to do this. Okay. Yeah, There's no but helping. I, yeah. I
1: need them to believe in God. <laughs>
0: yeah, they simply must. They um, need to believe. Yeah, it's like, it, it, it seems to come down to like a, like, Genuine belief that like these people do need to be saved.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're the you know ignorant savages They're all gonna go to hell. So I got to help them sort of thing, right. and like right and it's it's noteworthy to me I guess because these people aren't like as outwardly Obviously like awful and bigoted as as a lot of evangelical sort of mm-hmm. uh, groups can be But they fulfill the same kind of function in a lot of ways like they are still doing that sort of shit like and I know a lot of these people; they're good people individually, but you know they're still sending their fucking kids to go do missionary work, you know. Right. So it's it's yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, I, I I wouldn't want to compare them too much to the the people in Jesus camp. Like I think there is you know <laughs> there is a difference. I'm not trying to be like oh all Christians are this, but
0: right. You know. Well. So <laughs>
1: so uh, I mean I've. I think I've talked about on the show, yeah, I was, you have a little I was, bit. I was homeschooled. I grew up in a fundamentalist Christian, uh, household, mm-hmm. um, and community. Um, and I, I, remember, you know, my church wasn't really like this. Um, but a lot of this stuff that is in the movie. Um, and when I say like this, uh, for people who haven't seen the movie, uh, I mean, speaking in tongues was not a big deal. Um, Right. Very few people ever did that. Yeah, it Um, seems
0: like that's more a thing of like this specific sect, I guess, of evangelicals. It's a Pentecostal. Charismatic uh, charismatic Christian, they call it. Yeah, charismatic,
1: Pentecostal, stuff like that. Um, But it's like I went to, like, I had multiple friends once I moved to North Carolina um, that went to a church where that happened every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so this wasn't very weird to me. Like I'd been, I've been to churches where that was the thing they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, to me, it was sort of like, uh, I don't know. It was just a flavor, you know, it was just like, right. I right. guess they do that. I don't think that's very cool. It sucks. It feels awkward, <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> but it, but yeah. it
1: wasn't disturbing to me. And, and one, one thing watching this movie, uh, at the time was i just didn't see how i didn't see that it was weird (laughs) like i didn't really get the sense that everyone else seemed to get from it where it was like this visceral reaction of like jesus this is crazy um i felt like well these are just mostly my kinds of friends or whatever it's i felt very (laughs) uh i felt very accustomed to everything in the movie. Right. Um, watching it now though, I was really surprised how political it was. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, if you know anything about like the history of this country, like the right, the, the right wing, like white Christian vote, like started becoming a thing like during Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was the first person to like really court Christianity as like an identity, um, right? And as like a a, a voting block, um, and that was, you know, the eighties. So when this movie got made, it had only been like, it had only really started to seep into culture that like Christian fundamentalists and conservatives, like reactionary right wingers had become sort of the same thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And like the whole thing where they, there's a part in this movie where they take out like a a cardboard cutout of George Bush and start yes. like laying hands on George Bush. That was the one thing that I, w- when I saw it, you know, when I was like 20 or whatever, where I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that was <laughs> fucked up. What is this? I don't, yeah. I yeah. mean like, I knew that my dad liked George Bush or like voted for him or thought he was the lesser of two evils or whatever. Um, but the idea of like having a cardboard cut out of the president in your church (laughs) felt really strange. And even, and now it just feels so like part and parcel of like a Koch brothers plot to like create a fanaticism. You know what it feels Mm -hmm. like? It feels like reading a lot about, um, it feels a lot like reading about the beginning of like the Volk, the idea of the Volk. In Germany, in like nineteen, in the early nineteen teens, mm-hmm. like there was this movement of like the the people because Volkishness was like this this idea of like uh, we're German people. It's like a German identity, um, right? And that sort of that sort of fervor of like there needs to be a German identity and we need to create like a Volk for Germany, like got turned into Nazism. Um,
0: yeah, it's like what we talked about with. Um that other, what was the other movie, uh, the German one? White Ribbon. White Ribbon, yeah. What well, we talked about with White Ribbon, where there's sort of the one thing that seems to be missing is the idea of like identity. It's right. so like stripped from that story, and then adding that in is what gives you world wars. Yeah. <laughs> Just ab-
1: <laughs> abject militarism. But this definitely has it, you know, like there's mm-hmm. like one or two shots of non white people in the whole movie. Um, and it's not ever explicit you know we don't believe you know we believe white people are better but it's like they're basically all white people and like they don't believe in abortion and they don't believe in you know uh gay people and they don't they're like totally fine just being like bigoted in every way (laughs) uh yeah they're Um, just like side skirting that one
3: (laughs) there's there's a bit where like the main woman who runs the camp uh early on Um, she talks about, like, obviously this is just a few years after 9-11, so you're getting that, that big, big Islamophobia, and she's talking Mm -hmm. about, Mm -hmm. uh, paraphrasing, like, the Palestinians, they're all teaching their kids to, like, be suicide bombers and shit. Yes. (laughs) Um... And then instead of, so I, you know, hearing that you think she's going to be like, and that's why Christianity is better. We don't do that. But instead she says, I want that, but Christian kids. Yeah, she doesn't disagree with the premise. She just Uh thinks that, you know, their thing is bad. (laughs) <laughs> Whereas ours is it's just extremely based, and we need to be doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah, or like, is it even bad, or is it just like, like we just need to be doing that because like we're never going to have our Christian ethno state if we don't. Yeah, right. that seems to be what their like primary goal here is: is like Christian ethno state. Like mm-hmm. America should be a white evangelical ethnostate that's what they're after yeah like ted haggard in this movie ted haggard's in this movie by the way Um, (laughs) uh home you may remember ted haggard um from uh what ended up happening to him was he like on crystal meth and like fucking dudes or something like that that's
1: right he got he got caught fucking a uh, male prostitute a sex worker uh and also doing crystal meth um right which is um, so funny. <laughs> so just like, Mwah, Italian Mwah. finger kisses. <laughs> Good job, dude. That's a classic
0: Haggard move. Yeah, but Ted Haggard <laughs> is like in this movie, just like explicitly saying, like you know, if we're like if we are to make our you know our dreams come true, mm-hmm. you know, we need everybody to be Christian, and like if you're not Christian, you know, we're gonna blackmail you. He's like talking about like how like sick it would be to like blackmail gay people and stuff. Yeah, and, like <laughs> fucking
1: guy. It's so funny,
0: it's especially wild. watching it now
1: because he's like at the top of his game. He's right. just like. Talking shit to everybody in this movie, even the children.
0: Oh yeah, Because <laughs> like, yeah. right? the kid is like, uh, the kid's like, uh, you know, I'm a preacher, and he's like, yeah, but do they actually like your preaching, or are you just a fucking cute kid? And he's like, <laughs> I guess I'm just a cute kid. And he's like, yeah, maybe think about that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, such a, he's such an asshole.
3: <laughs> oh, I, he's just got that that psychopath smile the whole time, though. I it's mm-hmm. oh fuck. There's one point where he kind of spits the beans a bit in a way I thought was really interesting. Um, he he says something like, you know, in school they're teaching you about evolution uh, that you're just an animal, you know, you're just the product of this this process. Whereas we mm-hmm. teach you that you know you have a purpose and a place and you were made for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that gets to the heart of of some of the the strengths of the the these sort of arguments is being like, well, the reality is you know it's quite neutral. It doesn't have a built in story arc for you. Whereas right. they can sort of sell you this narrative uh, uh, in which you're part of this big thing that has a reason right. and a purpose. Um, and and I think we see throughout this how that kind of idea That's, is yeah, used.
0: Giving people like a, a narrative arc is such a huge part of this because like it's what I found really striking in that regard is is um, how much of like born again Christianity, like the language of it is so similar to um, like A.A., Lingo, mm-hmm. like lingo and how so much of like getting saved is about how like shit was bad before and then I found Christ and now I'm good yeah right and and it seeps through that culture so much that like this little kid uh Levi who yeah. we meet, he's like he's what is he like 11 or something like that and he's Seems younger the, than the that. first time that we meet him he's like yeah I got saved when I was five because I wanted more out <laughs> of life and you're just like Obviously that's not, <laughs>
2: <What the fuck laughs> Obviously, that's you not true. About. You yeah. just like
0: you heard people say stuff like that, yeah. and you're playing this role because it adds story. You know, mm-hmm. like you were saved. Like you can't your story can't be I was just born saved. So you yeah. had to have been saved at some point. I um, love
3: that kid, man. there's one point where he goes on this like Rorschach fucking rant. Where he's just like, Oh, the world is feeding me garbage. I don't want to
0: eat it anymore. <laughs> like that kid's fucking awesome.
1: That kid's <laughs> extremely joker fied. Oh big yeah. time. Big time. I looked
0: him up. Uh, I was curious what he's up to these days. Still extremely Christian. Yeah, still very shape. much like in the same, you know, free hug sort of energy. Oh, wow. um, is he his still most rocking that hair? Uh, no, it's a little short now. Oh, okay. But his like Facebook video, most recent one, is him being like, hey, what's up, everybody? I wanted to give you some helpful tips for praying. Um, <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be a struggle all the time. You know, you can just like carve out 10 minutes, 20 minutes, have a communication with God. Put down a pillow. You know, it doesn't have to be bare knees on bare floor, oh, okay? Oh. <laughs> like, put down a pillow and, and kneel on that, all right? <laughs> just bizarre stuff and it's like the engagement (laughs) is like so low (laughs) it's like kind of depressing like the same thing with um (laughs) i said earlier that i i looked up the the camp ladies youtube channel again engagement so minimal like it's like a
1: thousand followers on youtube right
0: yeah she's getting like maybe five thousand on a good video like the, the not great numbers for somebody who's in a like Pivotal, you know
1: <laughs> yeah. like,
0: pretty important documentary, um, yeah,
1: and that's so one of the things i I was was striking me about the movie um watching it this time is like how myopic it is around like just this camp and just these people, and then mm-hmm. it like also it doesn't really. Because, okay, I've been to camps like this, (laughs) you know? Like, I've been to camp, um, and every camp I've ever been to has been Jesus camp. Um, And the thing about it is, is, like, there are definitely these kids. I knew these kids, and they were always fucking annoying. Like, (laughs) every other kid in in this movie is, like, talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, the off-screen, you (laughs) know what I mean? And I wanted to see... This time, I wanted to see, like, show us exactly how it's going. Are they really being successful? Because it feels a little bit manipulative to, like, only show the three kids who are, like, 100% into it and are, like, just mimicking their parents. And, like, like, there was a really cringy part in this movie where one of the little girls who's really into it, like walks up to a random woman at a bowling alley and is like yeah hey, i just wanted to uh you know I, I i just wanted to tell you about jesus and uh
0: yeah i was just talking to god <laughs> and god said <laughs> uh she, you he know he really, like
1: spoke to my heart and said that he wanted me to talk to you and i wanted to give you this tract and she's like okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, all <laughs> right, yeah, fine. fine. And the, have... then she go. the best part is the little girl goes back to her bowling game. And this is like the most fascinating thing about Christianity to me. And this is the most lay Epic Redditor atheist that I'm going to get in this episode. I promise <laughs> do you. Do it, do but it. But It is so funny to me that she then goes back and like blesses her ball. And she's like, yeah. God, please give me a better bowling game. I hope I get a strike. First of all, she doesn't, she gets a fucking gutter, which is hilarious. <laughs> oh, going to but hell. It, but it's also just like, like what? What what's in your head that you think that like this this you know ever present eternal being who's like building like the cosmos with like glorious space dust and like stars in the sky like dotting this the, the sky like building the earth this like gorgeous blue and green marble and whatever like that he gives a. F- Fuck about your bowling game. Like, why is God like supposed to be micromanaging at that level? It's just psychotic to me.
1: Yeah, but she's a baby. Like, I get. Like, I would. I but adults do it too. I know, but I thought that when I was little, I remember playing Sonic the Hedgehog two and getting to the very last level and praying.
0: god I like, this dear, airplane level is so hard dear jesus <laughs> if i fall off the edge this is this love of this god this predates saving games <laughs> this it game did. predates saves if I, I fall off the airplane i'm done forever
1: my little heart was racing and i wanted to beat robotnik so i prayed yeah. to jesus and like that kind of stuff is like it's just luck right it's just ritual like humans uh-huh. do that shit um you know crossing yourself or you know hoping and praying or whatever like right but yeah once you're an adult (laughs) like the idea that you're still doing that is is it's weird to me um i don't know it's it's i definitely i definitely was that way longer than Mm -hmm. most people like i i wasn't not a christian until i was like 20 um but uh it's very strange how it affects other people's politics that for me, it was like this weird, like separate thing that like went out into like was compartmentalized more and deeper and deeper until it disappeared. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or it was like, I would learn about science or I'd learn about like politics and I'd be like, Oh, well, I guess I have to f- split that and put it back into a place where God exists. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but i feel like there's definitely kids in this movie who are not like that who are just like yeah, yeah i it's fun i want to go i want to play in the river or whatever yeah you get a
0: little you get little glimpses of them here and there there's like a scene where they're talking about harry potter i want to say oh yeah yeah oh
1: yeah
3: how they're going to execute like, him in the streets for being a woman. Yeah. in the,
0: in like a just society <laughs> harry potter would be Dragged to Central Park and killed like a dog.
3: <laughs> I agree, but, then, like, but for different reasons than
0: them. But then there's a kid who, like, on the side is just like, "Yeah, like I, I watch, watch it, it when 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 my parents aren't around or whatever." <laughs> and like, he's like,
1: "I watch it at my dad's house." Yeah, that's my what mom it was. Won't yeah, let me though. Yeah, uh-huh. and then
3: fucking Rat Tail gives him this look, like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, you're you're going to Central Park, Chief. I'm making <laughs> note of your crimes."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah Uh, uh so it's a it's an interesting movie i feel like it's it's a little bit i think what's important to me is to recognize that like this wasn't a thing that was happening in little pockets like this was something that had become like the movie doesn't is not interested in examining like why like who's funding this stuff. You know, the movie's not interested in like examining who the Koch brothers are and like how this stuff got to the point of like being inside of every American's head. um, Right. And like basically overcoming and taking over the Senate. Uh, (laughs) But it, 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 it kind of wants to lead you there, but it's definitely of the opinion that like these people are just fanatical and there are individuals that are sort of taking, they're just very, they're very, they care a lot. And so they're being warriors. And we need to like just individually say, no, don't do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It seems like the the thesis of this isn't that like institutional powers have fostered this in order to bolster their own power, but rather that there's just too many idiots. Yeah. You know, it seems like that's what they want you to come out of this thinking is just like man like George Carlin was right you know imagine like how dumb the average person is and then imagine that half people are dumber than that you know like it's <laughs> it, it, it seems like what they want you to believe is that like the American is inherently bad you know right. <laughs> and, like the Great. problem with politics <laughs> in the mid-2000s is that there's just too many of these guys it, and that's feels-
1: how oh, sorry go on no go ahead Kay.
0: I was just gonna say it feels a lot like the like the new
3: atheist shit at that time, right? Yes. Where it was mm-hmm. very much like
1: I'm gonna dunk on this
3: dumb fundy because they think the earth is two thousand years old or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. yeah, I was 6, just gonna 000. say it's like yeah, that's yeah, how remember... you get
1: stuff like religulous. You yeah, get Bill uh-huh. Maher being like are you fucking stupid? New rule. New rule. Jesus. <laughs> Christianity's stupid. Enough with Jesus, okay.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, and in the meantime,
3: they they're doing this thing where they're like the Bush thing is almost kind of an aside, but it's like, well, hang on, they just associated like religious worship with support of a political party. I mm. feel like that yes. should be the headline here, but instead it's like, <laughs> look at these these dumb Christians and their bullshit.
1: Right, especially like... especially in a moment when you know <laughs> the fucking Republican uh, cabinet was lying to the American public and dragging us into murdering millions of Iraqi or hundreds of thousands of Iraqis. Yeah. Uh, It's like they were in power and it was like they didn't really recognize that. It was just like the liberal left was just like... Let's let's mock them to their face and that'll 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 own them. Yeah. Um, Well this
0: comes close to it a few times because they keep cutting back to the radio guy who's like, you know, this is really scary, what's going on out there? And like these people are like consolidating power and like it but it like keeps cutting away from him. (laughs) It (laughs) seems like they like want to talk to him for a minute to just like ground this and like It's almost like they're trying to put it in the space of like current affairs, you know, where they're just like, just so that you can get a sense of like why this matters right now. Here's this guy just talking about it. But really what we want to talk about is this weird speaking in tongues thing they do. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it feels a little bit like they just want to point and laugh or like Mm -hmm. you want to feel smarter than these people or like kind of balk at their weirdness, uh, you know, being like. Well, creationism is the only thing that makes sense. And then you're supposed to be like, oh, idiot. You <laughs> fucking fool. Uh, but then, yeah, what is that guy's name? Uh, Papantonio. He's a guy who has a, um, he's sort of, he's a liberal, but he like has a show with Sam C- Cedar called like Ring of Fire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so he's like for at the time, you know, pretty far left um, for America. Uh And, uh, so he's making decent points throughout the movie, sort of just being like, I'm a Christian, but like, this is a political thing. Like, and, and I think that the movie focuses more on that stuff and it is weird to see. These things that become Trumpism. Do you think any of these people are pro Trump people? Like, it, Absolutely. Di- oh, they fuck all yeah. Are. Yes,
0: With,
3: Every one of them. I hear so many evangelicals talking about Trump exactly the way people in this movie talk about fucking Bush. Yeah. Like, it's that same, like, he's not, he's here to do God's will. It's all part of this big plan. He's always playing 5D chess, even when it doesn't seem like it. He totally is. Like, it's not. It's, it's the same shit.
0: Right, but, but is it is there... also fascinating to be watching this movie at the same time as the RNC is happening. Yeah, so you can really kind of like you can do that thing where you can like hear this and then hear that and like see where the similarities are, but then also where the differences are because mm. like it's so strange to me that like you know th- this is what twelve years ago or whatever, like uh, fourteen years ago that. The RNC back then, you would have tuned in and they would have been like, you know, snake handling to fucking like make the surge work. You know, they wanted like the they wanted the troop surge to 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 finally show people that Iraq was justified and that we're (laughs) winning there. And that actually like this isn't some stupid quagmire we're in. We're actually fucking shit up and we're like really doing it, man. And it's (laughs) really cool. (laughs) to then to switch on to 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 YouTube and like look at the RNC speeches and everyone's just like you know Joe Biden invented the Iraq war and you're like this is psychotic yeah yeah <laughs> like that they want to like that that was a republican war that happened like the democrats were sure excited to to line up and be involved but yeah. like that was a republican administration that made that happen and yeah. the republicans have so just gracefully managed to just like just skirt right past responsibility for it. It's impressive, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I, it would be insane if the Democrats were even like a tenth as competent as like the Republicans are at spinning shit like that.
1: Yeah, well, it, I've said before on maybe at this podcast, but like I've said before like uh you know, the Republicans actually want to control the 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 voters. Like, they mm-hmm. actually want people to vote for them. <laughs> the Democrats yeah. don't. You know, the <laughs> Democrats want donors to give them money. You're and, right. like, they, the Democrats are great at getting donors to give them money. Um, and I think it's funny when people are like, well, they suck at getting votes. It's like, yeah, they don't care. They literally yeah, don't right. care about you at all. They yeah. don't want you to even pay attention they, unless you have millions of dollars. Yes, <laughs> right. if you're paying
3: attention, you're a sucker. You're getting owned right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why it always feels like shit. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's um, there's a monologue in um, House of Cards that Kevin Spacey does at some point. Where he's talking about money versus power, and there's like some person who I guess like used to work for him, who like stopped working for him to work for a lobbying firm, and he's like, "This fool, he doesn't understand. Money is temporary, but but power is forever." You know, like (laughs) the money is the is the uh, the McMansion that falls down in a rainstorm, but the power is like an old plantation don't look into it (laughs) 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 it's some shit like that but it's like but it's this whole thing about how like he thinks more like the republicans than the democrats because he's more focused on the idea of power as this everlasting god that they can worship Uh (laughs) yeah
1: yeah that's funny that's a funny show because they like never talk about the deep state (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's all just like electoral politicians doing cia shit (laughs) right yeah (laughs) like by themselves just like killing people with guns (laughs) yeah dude well it's funny that they're
0: like so insistent on the idea of like and anyway frank underwood uh, his party it's not important
1: (laughs) yeah oh yeah they
0: never really go into that yeah yeah i mean he is a democrat in the show but i mean it's it's very much like something they try not to talk too much about. Yeah. Because they want to just continue selling it to everybody. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's so lame. I mean, yeah. Well,
0: I mean, you got to imagine that there was a reason why they were like, he's a Democrat, buddies from the South. You know, so that they can get the best of both worlds where, like, Republicans can watch it and be like, oh, hell yeah, someone's finally showing what Democrats are really like. And the Democrats can hear the Southern accent and never hear them say Democrat and be like, yeah, that's a Republican I'm looking at.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it would be true if it was both of them. (laughs) That's true. This movie is a weird, prescient little thing. I think it it has a little bit of... um, myopia in terms of not widening the scope uh and like how people are involved and it's funny i was looking up um i was looking up the 10 years on article in like from 2016 that like mm-hmm. talks about like what levi's doing and the other kid who's hilariously named andrew summer camp
3: oh yeah i saw that <laughs>
1: he's the Absurd. one who was like it's hard because god doesn't talk talk to you sometimes and I don't and he's like now a, <laughs> he's now a big hippie who like
0: Yeah, he's like an acid head yeah yeah
1: Um but one thing that is very telling is that the, one of the co-directors of the film said uh, that they didn't think the camp leaders were abusive. It's like some of the arguments against the film were so knee-jerk. It made me realize the far left and the far right have a lot in common.
3: (laughs) You know what's so funny? I have that exact uh, quote in that article open in a tab, so I'd remember to bring it up. (laughs) I saw the same thing, and I was like, oh, this is
0: why the scope of the fucking movie was so narrow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny is I remember when this came out, like, a lot of the left kind of just being like holy shit this is insane and then you know they would they would find the Jesus camp lady and be like, so what do you think about all this? Do you think the film was, like, fair to you and whatever? And she's like, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. This is, like, what it's like. And that's yeah. what I wanted
1: to... <laughs> and she, what... like,
0: used it as a recruiting tool. She, like, later on used it to, like, pitch her services to churches and stuff. What we see uh, is that the music fucking slaps.
3: So that's the recruiting <laughs> tool is all the dope <laughs> Jesus rock that the kids are going to get.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. All the Carmen. Love Carmen. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, that's why I wanted to say is that my reaction when I was sort of like deep into it, when I was like in my teens, like was just like, okay, what, what about it? You know what I mean? And, And I think the thing that is disappointing about the movie and, and like the left quote unquote reaction at the time was you, this is stupid. And then it was like, well, okay, what are you going to do about it? And it's like, nothing. Right. <laughs> nothing. It just makes nothing fun of you. And that's the thing. It's like the, the idea that liberals will actually ever do anything, whether they think it's stupid or evil or, you know, true. Tro- travesty or, or or traitorous like they're just gonna cry about it like <laughs> they're not gonna actually do anything and so who cares
0: but it's also in this case it's like what is there to do you know like what can you do to like push back against this
1: well I mean I think if you understand that it is a you know it is not just a bunch of people who are very dumb um, mm, yeah you know sort of organizing and you know who are dumb and organizing to politically just because they want because they love god you know what i mean like if you actually wrap your head around the fact that this is a a narrative that is organizing people towards fascism mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's a lot of other options than just like you know saying you're not allowed to be christian or something
0: right
3: hmm. <laughs> well, the, the, so i'm glad you brought up fascism um because there's a uh, obviously one of the sort of famous motifs of fascism is that you know your enemy is simultaneously very strong and very weak Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and i noticed something throughout this movie which is that they're constantly talking about the government and all these liberal atheists in the government who are our enemies they're very explicit about that while simultaneously saying that the president is their guy the president's he's Mm -hmm. the hand of the fucking lord But the government is against us. You know, we Mm -hmm. we are simultaneously in charge of this shit, but also the entire (laughs) system is against us. um, Which I think has some terrifying implications because they can hold political power while seeing themselves separate um, from the government itself.
0: Yeah, right. it's one of those early. I mean, it's one of the early things that leads to Trumpism, right? It's mm-hmm. like that's exactly where we are now. Where like literally at the RNC just the other night, like the the guy was like, uh, somebody was doing a speech and they were like, Trump is a political outsider that the establishment <laughs> is terrified of, and you're yeah. like, he's been the president for three and a half years. Yeah, he's he is as inside as it gets. This is the president.
1: Yeah. He, this is he a, has been friends with a CIA asset who was a pedophile <laughs> for <yeah>. decades. <laughs> Deutsche Bank lent him millions of dollars to buy islands. Like he's an intelligence asset who's of the president. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, on the team, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, how do you get any farther inside than that? Well, th-
3: there's a popular uh, uh, rhetorical tool uh, I'm noticing with the American right, um, where they, they do just arbitrarily decide what is and isn't part of the state or part of the establishment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, a really common thing recently has been people claiming that the police are not part of the state. It's been very, very common. Yeah,
2: that's which good. Is
3: absolutely insane. Insane. It's, well, it's, it's because obviously people are, are going like, hey, Uh, You you know, you think you guys who are always going on about like free speech and stuff would be really concerned about like state repression and they'd be like, Oh no, the police aren't the state because to them, the police, that's their guys Trump or Bush. That's their guys. That's not the the state or the government. That's the evil liberals. So if if it's something's on their side, that's, that's different. Even right. if it's that's the how police.
1: You, thats how you get into you know murdering communists. Yes, <laughs> uh, so that'll be fun. Finally, once we get there. finally, <laughs> <laughs> I know I've
3: always
0: said this. Yeah, <laughs> it's what we need more of in this country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I
1: thought this was a pretty interesting precursor to that, even if it's like clearly a little bit unsure of what it's exactly trying to say. Mm. Um, so I—I I think it's especially a really it's.
0: It's a fascinating window into a time and place at the very least. Yes,
1: absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I definitely would recommend, it's pretty short too. It's just, a, yeah. a, it almost feels like a, like a YouTube documentary at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would recommend it. it.
0: Yeah, this wouldn't be out of place on like Vice, like yeah. a Vice yeah, YouTube Yeah, exactly.
1: Channel. It feels like an episode of like the HBO Vice show mm-hmm. where it's like they're not really interested in like saying anything. They're just like, isn't this weird? <laughs> yeah, just showing it to you. <laughs> um, but, but the fact that they recorded this history um, is incredibly illuminating in retrospect, right? Like It's like yeah. looking at this history through the lens of two, 2020 uh, is sort of completing this circle of like, oh, this is where these people came from, and this is what's been going on in America for the past couple decades. And this is how we got here. So super interesting to rewatch. Yeah,
0: yeah. Kay,
3: would you recommend it? Um, I would. Yeah, I, I would recommend it. Um, I-, I probably will recommend it to people just so I can then afterwards <laughs> talk to them about it because I feel
0: like it <laughs> opens up so many really interesting topics. You know, um, yeah. So I mean, that's that's it. Then that's the, mo- that's, the, that's, the, that's, the <laughs> that's the movie. That's the episode. That's the movie. Kay, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, would you like to plug anything? So, oh. I, I mean, obviously, we've plugged your YouTube channel plenty, but check out Kane Skittles on YouTube. Yeah, for sure. Anything else? Anything else you got going um, on?
3: Well, I'm, I'm gonna start a big mega church, I think, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna rally up the boys and we're gonna find Daniel Radcliffe and we're gonna put Dan. an end to this. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah go watch my youtube i have a video about midsummer and it's good uh it's and good yeah yeah and you can follow me on twitter at Kn skittles and uh you know send me abuse or whatever you do on twitter
1: cool well thanks for coming on uh it's been a fun conversation uh yeah anyway thanks everybody for listening to generation loss uh you can follow me at kinematography you can follow jeremy at jeremy thunder you can check out our patreon to hear bonus episodes of the show at patreon.com generation loss uh and uh yeah you can listen to my other show bb blood you can listen to jeremy's other show balling out super um subscribe to twitch and stuff and uh we'll see you next time
0: see you next time Bye. bye
2: All right, now I want everyone to raise your hands and we're going to pray in tongues. Hallelujah, let's do it. Oh, we love you, Jesus. So, let the Holy Spirit fall. He's here. Feel his power. Feel his power. Say it to you,